Understanding and accepting different shifts. That will be the topic for this new day. I hate to say the topic because so many times the conversation can go in any direction. Each time I do a recording, I never plan out what I have to say. As I've said in the very beginning when I started doing this, I never wanted anything to be scripted. So having said that, here we go. Shifts. Adjusting to the shifts in your life in whatever form that might come. It's not always a bad thing. And even when it appears as bad, you transform, transform it and transmute it into a positive. What are you going to do? Fold? No. Not if you have goals, if you have a mission in mind. You're going to keep going. You're going to adapt. You're going to navigate through it. Mm, easier said than done. What are the tools? What are the resources? Those things are unique and individual to each and every person. We can, at one point in our life, be under the tutelage of something or someone and that shift happened and you realize that there has been a growth spurt and you are no longer being edified or it's just no longer good for you or it might not have truly been good for you from the start. I'll give you an example. My family is a martial arts family, let's say. There are a lot of things I don't speak on often because some things should remain hidden unless needed to be used. But for understanding, I'll use this as an example. Okay, so our youngest, who is the last right now, to be in training, though it's a non-stop training. You never stop learning and growing. Even when you master a skill set, you still have to continue to hone that. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yes? Yes. So anyway... When our youngest first started out, he was under the tutelage of a sensei. And in the beginning, things were great. The approach to the style that he was taken and the lessons that were being given could be a little gruff, which is fine because this world is gruff. We tell them all the time. 
Don't no one outside this house love you like we do. Okay. And many can say that that goes for pretty much everyone. But we know even blood uh, could be worse than non-family. But I digress. Anyway, he was taking this particular style under the sensei for about four years. Until the light switch went on or off in my brain. It's like, you know what? I am not going to continue to allow... This sensei's venom, there was a change in vibe when there was a changing of the guard. Okay, in our country's administration, oh, there were a lot of masks that came off and things changed. And it's like, mm, you know, I think my son has received all. That he will from here. It's time to move on. So we searched and joyfully, blissfully, we found another dojo. It's a different style um, that I feel thus far is the most effective for him right now. And the energy is so much better. So much better. Non-abrasive, but not coddling either. However, the beautiful thing, even though he was starting with a new style, they saw and understood that he already had years of training under his belt. And he entered into this new style, of course, as a white belt. You don't just jump in and think you're the bee's knees. No, you have to earn your bones. He earned his bones and he was able to matriculate and skipped because obviously they saw that certain things he's been there, done that he's already mastered and it would just be a waste of time. Yeah, they could prolong things and make money, you know, off of it by dragging it out, but it wouldn't be fair to my son to keep him in infancy, if you will, when he surpassed that. So he's he's where he rightfully should be right now. But if it wasn't for the base that was laid out in the original style, he would not have been able to do that. He did learn something. He did gain something. The things that he learned that wasn't edifying, purge, purge. And be grateful and thankful for the good. You can never take away from the good. 
In that first dojo, that first sensei, I would never disparage his name. Never. You know? It no longer was a fit. But for the other students that continued to uh, accept his teachings, it's good for them at that moment in time. And I'm not going to take away from their life's lessons. So I use that as an example as to express the fact never feel like you have to be stuck in something that no longer serves you. Or if you're no longer serving something or someone else. Be open. Be teachable. Be pliable. Know when to bend. Know when to be stiff, if you will, without breaking. Kill the ego. Kill the ego. Now, ego does serve us. It is necessary at some points. But just like your your kindness could be to a fault, so can the ego. Now, where am I going with this? Just as we've been programmed, we were birthed through the portal into this realm, we were automatically programmed to a system. And so many things have to be still unlearned and relearned. And the things that we relearned, learned anew, even those things sometimes you have to strip away. It's constant. I did a spoken word piece this morning about the dragon that chases and eating its tail. The yin and the yang and the constant movement ebbs and flows. It's a constant stripping down and building up. Stripping down and building up. What is your level of maturity in understanding the concept? Hmm? Where is your energy flowing? As a nation, are we focusing on building or destroying? And what does it say about you? Let your essence, let your true nature precede you. Continue to walk upright. Hmm? Ponderings of the Quan. I am Ponder Quan, the writer, Quanubian, Trinia Murphy.